Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Maxim Siguain Show. Today, I'm bringing um, an awesome guest I've been wanting to interview for a while. It's my coach, Colm. Colm, how are you doing today? Hey, Max. Great to see you. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. So for the people listening, I, I've mentioned this a few times online that I hired a uh, a coach to the Tony Robbins organization. And I think it's almost a year ago that we started working together. If not a year, it's been almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. A year. Yeah, Give or take a few months, about a year, yeah. Yeah, we're approaching that. And so to me, that was a life-changing experience. And so today I want to dive into, you know, obviously Colin's story and how he got to where he's at and kind of the coaching that I've been receiving with him and the things that we that we worked on. And so I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with this podcast because I think there's a lot of things that people don't talk about in the entrepreneurship, high performer, type A space. Uh, everyone's always showing the the shiny the shiny things of like how they're crushing it. it's go 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 waking up at 5 a.m but there's been a lot of behind the scenes of me falling apart uh crying having my moments and, and calms the men that help me build myself back up so that i can continue but do it in a much healthier way than i would have done it for myself yeah yeah all right so call man let's just dive into into your story like how did you how did you get to the place where you know becoming a coach with tony robinson just becoming a coach at all yeah, great question. So, you know, my journey starts back when I was young, like really, really. I think that's where most of our journeys start, right? You know, when you're really young, you're a child. And I always had this feeling where there was just something more. I'm from Ireland. You may have noticed I'm from Ireland, everybody. And especially where I'm from, I'm from the north of Ireland or Northern Ireland. And what's really interesting and unique about that is I grew up, there was a war like two people ago. So there was like 3000 people killed, you know, my parents grew up through that, a lot of post-traumatic stress. And I was the first generation born after all that. And so you didn't really go outside much. Sometimes we had armies still on the street. It wasn't safe to go out. And I don't want to dramatize it. It was just part of the everyday life back then. And so I always just felt like there was more. I just, I don't know why I was really driven as a child. I just, and I used to really love creativity writing. I was especially fond of music. I still play music to this day. I loved creating things. But of course, that came with limitations. You know, Mm. you were limited by your environment or perceived environment. So as I grew up, you know, and I became a teenager, I was always pushing, always writing, always always working out, always training. And I was really inspired by, you know, one of the first things I was really inspired by was I watched Rocky when I was a child. You seen that movie, Rocky? Yeah. Yeah, man. I remember watching Rocky. I think Rocky three was the first movie I saw. I didn't watch them in order. I watched Rocky three and he was training. I was like, what is this guy? Like, what is this movie? And that really inspired me. And I just kind of went on this journey of pushing forward. And the people around me, you know, they used to think, you know, do you ever stop? But for me, it was normal. Mm. And actually, when I think about it now, as I look back on that, it kind of isolated me in a lot of ways, made me different. Yeah. Right? And when you're a kid, that can be painful, right? Because you're not like everybody else. 
But I just knew, man, I was just like, I just got to keep going. I just got to become, I just got to do more. I want to be more. And I followed that right up to, I think it was probably like my mid twenties. It's actually 10 years ago this year that I got my first coaching diploma. I found out about this little thing called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. You heard of NLP, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so NLP, and I did a, my, a practitioner course here in Belfast where I'm from, and I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved the techniques. I loved the tools. I loved the psychology behind it. And so really my journey, Max, started probably by accident. There's a lot of coaches out there, a lot of coaches that, you know, they just knew they wanted to be coaches right away. I didn't. Yeah. To be completely honest, I just wanted to be a musician. That's all I really wanted from my life. And what happened was I was working in science at a job in uh, biochemistry and hematology lab. And I worked there for years doing that. And I wasn't really happy. And I was limited with the amount of income I could make and the amount, and I wasn't yeah. really, uh, I wasn't really excited by the job. And so I was doing music on the set at the weekends. I was using the money from the hospital to pay for my music. It was this whole thing. And after I got this coaching diploma, I was like, I could just coach people. Right. And it started completely by accident. It was like, I told what I didn't even advertise. I told yeah. one person I'll coach you for free. I just want to practice. They started getting results. They would tell their friends, they would tell. And pretty soon within a year, I had a business be built completely on referrals. No advertising, no marketing, no Facebook pages, nada. This is about nine, 10, nine, 10 years ago. And then I just continued that journey, but I had a story. And this is important. I had a story. My identity was I was a musician, right? I was a musician, yeah. right? You ask me, hey, Colin, what do you do? I'm a musician. Here was the challenge with that. I couldn't really progress in my coaching. Couldn't really progress in anything because I'm so limited. Um, some of my friends who were coaches back then say, hey, Colin, why don't you become a coach? I said, guys, I can't, can't be a coach. You know why? Because I'm a, a musician. musician. Musician, right? They were like, why don't you do both? Boom. Just completely changed my life. That one question changed my life. Within a couple yeah. of years, I was I had more clients than I knew what to do with. And then I got an opportunity to come along and work for Tony's team. And I've been doing that ever since. I've been all around the world with Tony. And we, I'm sure we'll dive into that more. But since then, I've just been uh, working, coaching clients. And I still play music to this day. But that's really how I got started. It was about 10 years ago. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at and where it's led me. And the biggest change though for me was that change in identity. Because I'm not just yeah. a musician, right? Isn't that, isn't that funny? Because when you're sharing your story, I recognize a lot of the things in the conversation that we've had together on our calls. And like, it's so simple, but you just don't see it until someone says it. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So yeah. How, how has it been kind of shifting and working with Tony? How has that basically evolved your, your, your career as a coach or leveled up everything? Yeah. Great question. So, you know, for your guests that know who Tony is, or maybe you don't, don't know who Tony is. Uh, Tony was probably the father of the coaching industry. You know, mm -hmm. the, the the term coach didn't really exist back then. He didn't really know what to call himself, but he was just like, what's the, near, the, the closest metaphor I have? Well, I'm like a coach coaching people, but not in sports on their lives. And, you know, I never really had anybody else in that space that I really looked up to and admired. 
I saw a TED talk with Tony probably around nine years ago. And that got me into, you know, that world and personal development. And I think for me, I remember going to events and learning this and applying it to my to myself. And I remember remember making a decision that I wasn't going to tell anybody about it. I was just going to apply the things that I learned to my own life and see yeah. what happened. And you know what, man? I'm so glad I did that because within maybe it didn't happen right away. It wasn't like a couple of months my life was sorted. But over time, just doing the right things consistently, believing the right things consistently over time. And you do that every day. In a couple of years, you have a completely different life. And so to answer, to answer your question, working with Tony and working like alongside and for Tony, it's leveled up in a couple of ways. One is for us to coach at the level we do, we have to be trained to the highest level. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still attend three to four trainings per week, you know, and I've been doing that since I worked there. You know, you're, you're expected to be the best of the best. And so for me, it was... It's real. It's skill, yeah, but it's also psychology. And the people that you meet, the community, not just of coaches, but also of clients, they're all like-minded. So when I go back to that, did you watch Rocky as a kid? I could ask that to most of my clients and most of them would say, yeah, I love that movie. Because we've all got that same drive, that same hunger to want to be more yeah. and become more and do more, right? Yeah. And that's what we connected so much the first time we met, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, sh I'll show you a quick story of how I got to be working with you. And it came out of a unpleasant situation where I was having an argument with, with Ivy, with my partner. And then she called me a brat. And I was like, Oh, I'm so upset by this. <laughs> She's like, when you don't have what you want, you get upset. And I was like, but I worked damn hard. Like I, I, I had nothing. I was sleeping in my car, I had all these stories in my head as to why I deserve to have these things. But then when she said it upset me, I was like, if she upset me, there's probably something there, right? Like maybe I am actually being a brat. And so I was like, well, this is an area that I would like to improve in. And I was like, I want to learn to just master this area of my life where, you know, I work hard, but I shouldn't have to be a brat about the things that I want. There's other things I want to improve, but I, that pushed me over the edge. I was like, you know what? I'm getting help. Put on Tony's website, bam. And I, I got connected with you. And I was like, this is a, this is a perfect match. And it's kind of when, how we started working together. Yeah. yeah most people will come to me and tony says this as well and it's so true either two things they're inspired or they're desperate right they're inspired yeah. that they want to make a change or they feel desperate that they need to make a change yeah right? yeah i was I, I was in the in the middle of both of them when i came as I, I i wanted more but i wanted to improve the areas that weren't that great in my life like some of them were at a 10 some of them were at like a two Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for, for me, and I, you know, I say this and you probably remember this from our first call or certainly, you know, it's not so much about what you want to do, but why you want to do it. Yeah. Right. Like what's it going to give you? Because I think a lot of people and, you know, maybe people out there can relate. We kind of just float through life. We kind of float through and we, unless something happens where we make a decision, but how we're evaluating things all the time is what's it going to mean? Like, what's it going to mean if I do that? What if I fail? Yeah. And most, and that's what most people do. They just go through life and yeah. And, and I get it. Like maybe they've been disappointed before. I'm sure you've had your fair share of disappointments. Max. I know I have. Yeah. What do you do with it though? Right. 
what do you do? And when you evaluate, should I go for it again? Most people don't. I don't want to go for it. I can't deal with that pain. Yeah. And what I found, what I loved about working with you was I was really inspired. And this is why my job is so cool. I get to meet people like you and I get to hear your story firsthand. And that actually inspires me as a coach. All right. Yeah. What, what was, I, I was trying to remember what are the first goals that we set together? I, mm -hmm. I, never, I know we busted through them within three months after, mm -hmm. after we started. And then we've been moving on to like a ton of different other goals. And one thing I really appreciate about you is you actually remember obviously taking notes, but always remember like, Hey, we talked about this, like, you know, a month ago, where are you at with that? Cause I was like, Oh shit, I forgot about that. I forgot that I was supposed to work on this thing. I moved on to this thing. Um, so you're really good at re re reminding me of the important aspect that are not just like business and impact related. Yeah. So, you know, what, what became very apparent with you specifically was that you were crushing it in all these areas in business and you were making some changes in your life with your, with your relationships and stuff. And we, and maybe we'll talk about that further down the line. Yeah. But it was that you were describing to me that you were burning out, that you yeah. weren't, that you had all this going on and you were successful by anybody's standards. And of course you still are. And the challenge was that you didn't have any, any time. We told yourself you didn't have any time. You didn't have any time for yourself. And it was like that, that self-care piece. Like how yeah. were you filling up? How were you filling up and recharging? Yeah. You know? It was, and that became, sorry, that became very apparent very quickly within the first couple of months because you were crushing it. But there were times on the call where you were just, you could hear the frustration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was that, there was that one call, but I'm, but I'm glad in, in a way that that happened because if it hadn't have happened, then we're not going to deal with it. And again, I think yeah. that's what so many people do. They don't, they yeah. don't talk about it. They just, they don't deal with it. Yeah. That was, you know, I, I, I do feel comfortable with you. And when I share these things and it, it was, uh, it's certain, I put this like, like you said, the Rocky analogy, we have this drive within us that makes us want to accomplish more. Um, but then it's always in one specific area and we tend to neglect other areas of life. We're like, I'm going to crush it in, in, in the business world, in the finance space, for example, but then personal relationship or self-care is going to take a hit. And then you wrap up your identity around the thing that you want to be good at, because if that identity is there, ultimately you'll be able to follow through and fulfill on it. But then you kind of neglect those other areas. So I definitely struggled with, it's interesting. I struggle with self-care, but my nutrition, my training is top-notch. But then I realized through working with you, I was like, self-care isn't just like working out and eating healthy food. Like there's way more to it than just like being physically active and eating healthy food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my brother and my coach, uh, Charlie Mills, like if Charlie has shouted on your podcast, you know, we were talking about this because of course we're all guilty of it. You know, we've all got mm -hmm. into the trap and he said to me, and I think I said this to you on the call, you know, if you think about the metaphor of horse racing. You know, the top horses in the world, the ones that perform the best, they get the rub downs. Mm -hmm. You know, they get the 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 extra piece of hay, you know, to sleep on. They get, you know, they get the massages. Why? Because they're higher performers. They're the best in the world. So as you improve, as your productivity improves, as your ability as a leader improves, so much your ability to take care of yourself. Because what's the point? 
What's the yeah. point of living a life where, you know, you're crushing it in business and you're in an unhappy relationship, not even with your partner, with yourself. Yeah. Right? You come on, to a, come on to a call and you're crying because you just have nothing left. You've yeah. given everything. You've given everything to everybody and nothing to yourself. Yeah. That, that's one part I admire about you and Tony is like having that bigger mission. So like for me, um, you already know what it is, but just repeat for the people who have never heard it before, but to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, disease-proof their bodies on plants by 2033 and a million by 2050. So having this bigger mission, a part of me is like, I want to, like, I want it done now, right? I want to get it done as fast as possible because people's lives need to be saved. And then to have to like, again, maybe it's a story, but to have to like pull back to be like, okay, well, I can't, I can't sprint for the next, whatever, 10 years we got until I hit 2033. I can't sprint for the next tech year. I got to do self-care. Like it's that, that balance of like, I want to get this done because people need to be helped, but like, I'm going to burn out and not be able to help those people. But it's such a hard lesson to learn. Like you got to get to that point, which unfortunately is like, damn, like I'm like calling my callers. Like I have nothing. Like my, my schedule is packed. I am just exhausted. I don't have time for anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad you bought, brought that up because a lot of people even listen to this podcast, you might find yourselves in a situation where you feel like you don't have any time and you're maxing out and maybe your business is going really well. Maybe it's not. And you just feel like you're doing, 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 and it's not getting what you want. It's usually because that the story that you're telling yourself is that you're the only one that can do it. Or mm -hmm. the way that you're doing things. Because we've all got, and Tony talks about this, there's you know, the state, state that you're in, the story you're telling yourself and the strategy you're using. Most people go for the strategy. They buy books on how to build my business. They, yeah. you know, they hire mentors. How do we do this? What's the right strategy? Mm -hmm. right? But they neglect the story, right? And for you, and you tell me if this is true, right? We didn't change anything right away. We just worked on the story. Yeah. And what happened? Really, be beyond what happened when you changed the story of, you know, I'm going to take one day off of where, like a, a half day on Wednesday, they're going to work a half day Wednesday, one day off a month. What happened when you changed the story? Yeah, it made a huge difference. I was, uh, so essentially I was taking Wednesdays of no calls um, and then no calls on the weekend. And I think I did one, one week off every quarter, first week of every quarter. So I started that this year. And that was a game changer. Like you're right, we didn't change anything strategy wise for the business. You just, you know, you know, I'm realizing that now we never did any strategy for the business, but you're like, what's the, how can we change the story? How can we change the, the psychology and what are the things that are working the most and we can spend most of our time on? Those are the things that we did, mm -hmm. right? He's like, oh, I was like, a oh, podcast works great. So then we have two podcasts now and we're putting out more content on podcasts, jumping on other people's show. Now I'm on a podcast tour and then it kind of like we'll cut back on the things that are costing you energy that are not producing as great of results and just focus on those few key items. And that's made a huge difference since we had that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And that happens with so many of my clients. So many, like I've got clients all over the world doing very different things. I've got people in Hollywood, right through the people in Fortune 500 companies. I don't say that to brag. I just want to let you know, like it's the diverse kind of nature of what I do. And yeah. I coach people on their psychology. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been with Tony's company now for eight years, and I've been all around the world with Tony. And Tony's a strategist, right? Yeah. So we have access to some of the best strategies. It's never the stra it's never the strategy first. Sometimes it is, mm -hmm. but eighty percent of your success comes from your psychology. 
20% comes from your mechanics or your strategy. Yeah. So, that, yeah. Let's say that belief that I need to do everything was another big one. And I feel like a lot of people, like Tony talks about being an, uh, an, uh, an operator versus an owner. And I think that once you start your first company, you're so used to doing everything and then it stays with you. They're like, oh, well, I need to continue. I can outsource some stuff, but the majority of stuff I need to do because it's my company. And stepping from operator to owner is a huge, it's a huge step. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet. I have like one or two positions left to fulfill. We have a coaching call tomorrow. I'll talk about that. <laughs> but I have like one or two positions left to fulfill to move into owner versus operator. But it's really hard to get out of that mindset because I don't think people notice it. They're just like, well, it's, that's what it's like to run a business. Like I need to do all of these things. Yeah. And again, I, I love that. I love that distinction because I get it all the time. What I'll tell you is the people that really thrive and succeed and have big, they maybe don't even have big amounts of staff, but they're doing big numbers is they've made a few distinctions and they have systems in place. Yeah. Systems, an effective system beats intelligence any day of the week. If you have a system that works and you're willing to work on the system, right? Because what is a business, right? It's a system. Yeah. It's a series of systems specifically, right? You're the owner. You're the captain of the ship. You're steering the ship, right? But if you're steering the ship, rowing the boat, setting the sails, you're doing it all, then of course you're going to. Plus, I've got, you know, I'm getting married. I've got to look after my body. I got to do all this stuff. And pretty soon you've got nothing. Yeah. Right? And, you know, going from that owner to operator, or sorry, operator to owner mindset, it is a shift. It is a shift. And it can be quite, it's uncertain as well, because you don't know what's going to happen. At least there's certainty knowing that I can do it all because I've done it before. But the same level of thinking that got you here is not going to get you to where you want to go. It's not going to get you to the next level, ultimately. Right. And that's a challenging part is you have that internal blueprint built out of how you got there. And then you do think that, well, if I want to double the business, then ultimately I just need to do more of what I did to get here. But then that's not true because as one of my other mentors, with new levels comes new devils, right? There's new challenges that come with it. And so it's, yeah. So for the people listening, I hope that connects with someone because that took me a while to get and I got it from you. It's like, I don't need to do more of the things necessary that I did to got to this point. I need to do actually something completely different, right? Some tools I need to keep, but there needs to be a different psychology moving into, into the next level. Yeah. And you know, I would encourage people listening to this, if they've got a business to start, maybe thinking about developing leaders within your own organization, right? Develop leaders because then you can rely on them. Yeah. Right. You know, if you've got, if you've got staff, cause, cause at the minute, you know, and one of the things that can happen is you think I've got to do it all. I've got these people that I delegate to, they do this, they do that. But if you start to think like the, if I develop other leaders within my organization, then you're more of a, you're at the higher point. You're kind of looking down on everything and you're managing them and they're managing yeah. the, they're managing the systems. Yeah. Right. So, and again, it's mostly psychology here because once you hire one or two people and you start to develop them, it's not going to happen right away, but all you need is a few key people in a few key areas. Right? Yeah. And that's the hard part is letting go, letting go of that. Right. Cause like, ah, oh, it's my baby. I built it up till here. And now I'm like passing it off to this person kind of to kind of make sure that everything runs smoothly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, right. But is that a strategy problem or is that a story problem? 
that's for sure a story problem because all big successful businesses have been built off this concept. So logically, I know it works. It's definitely a story issue. Yeah. Now I get it. And it's, you know, and it's something that's quite common. I mean, everybody falls into it that at one point or another, but the point, the point that I want to make to you is that most of your challenges, most of everybody's challenges is going to be psychology. Yeah. Remember earlier at the start of the call, I said about that evaluating, like you're always evaluating. Okay. If I do this, what will it mean? Yeah. Is it, you know, and how do I know? Because I've never done it before. So what if I do all this stuff? What if I hand this stuff off and it doesn't work? Right. Yeah. But what you're doing isn't working. Yeah. Right. It's, what, what you're doing isn't getting you where you want to go. So developing leaders to become a more productive, ultimately become a more productive and, you know, refining your systems is going to, and we could go into detail about what I mean by that, but just on a high level, you know, you can't produce any more that you're already producing if you're maxed out, right? So then what's, what other choice? Well, you got to have something that you can leverage that can produce for you or on behalf of you. Yeah. Which I think you helped me with that a while back when we changed my schedule to not taking calls on Wednesdays, which just podcasts, which is why we're recording on a Wednesday, (laughs) right? Just taking, (laughs) no no taking calls on, on Wednesdays and taking a week off every quarter, like we did put a few key people. And when I told you I was doing this, you're like, like, good job. Like, this is what exactly what you needed to do to put those people in place. Because um, if not, you just end up being burning out. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's something that we talked about. I think right before I joined Plat, uh, Platinum with, with, uh, with Tony was, you said it's, it's different to be around type of people that understand what you're going through and they're on the same boat as you. Because that's a part of entrepreneurship or success or high performance that a lot of people don't talk about, how lonely it can be and how hard it can be to go through it because the majority of the people around you won't understand your level of problem because your level of problem seems so first world, if <laughs> it's the best way to put it. Um, and they not you don't have a lot of people to chat with that are like, damn, I know what that's like. I hire like we hired a few people and we just had to let them go within a week because it just was not a good cultural fit. But it's like, damn, I got to re-go through the process now of like finding the people and training them and re-going through it. But there's not a lot of people you get to, to talk about that with. So that's a, uh, I think it's a, is that something that you see common amongst high performers? If you want to put that label on it. Yeah. Uh, great question. It is very common. I, it's very, very common. And I, I feel like on a bigger, like on a bigger piece, we're moving into some very weird times. Everything's very tribal at the minute. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you've noticed. I mean, in the media, every uh, this tribe and this tribe, and we're all very, very yeah. separate. And I think with and like like attracts like. You know, you're the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. Yeah. You know, if someone if what you know, l- l- look at the people around you, and what their average earnings are. Yours is probably around the same okay yeah in most cases obviously there's exceptions and so to me to oversimplify it like happy people tend to gravitate toward happy people productive people gravitate toward productive people mm-hmm. right it's because like attracts like they understand me they're part of my tribe and i do understand completely and a lot of my clients a lot of people i know not just my clients they talk about this idea of loneliness i don't feel like people understand me i don't feel like People know what I'm going through. And I think the world could do with a lot more empathy, especially right now. 
yeah. you know, and all this division and this tribalism, I don't think it's bringing us to a very good place, to be honest. But to get back to your specific point, with high performers especially, they can feel a little bit isolated because the people around them don't really understand. Not really. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's that's certainly what, what's communicated to me. So what happens is they're maybe pushing for something. Maybe they want to get a, a degree or maybe they, you know, want to do a marathon or, you know, things that maybe aren't business related. And some of their friends are like, why would you want to do that? Like, why, why would you, why would you want to do something like that? Right. Being what I find and doing this job for now 10 years, which I didn't know, didn't really think about till before this call is, you know, most people in life at one time have tried something or they've thought about doing something and it didn't work out. Like it didn't go their way. And it can, it can, you know, it can make you feel jaded and maybe you don't even say it, but you keep it inside. And then when yeah. you see somebody that you love or you care about or someone that you grew up with and they're doing all this stuff, it's not so much a reflection of what they're doing. It's more of a reflection about what you're not doing. Yeah. And that's tough. It's tough on both people. Yeah. I get that often with our, our clients for fat loss, they start to see tremendous benefits. And then the partner starts to say subconsciously say things or trying to drag them down or bring them in an opposite direction. And, um, yeah, it's, it's never, I say it's never about you, but the majority of the time is what people have inside and what they're perceiving you and the level of success you're having in a specific field that they wish they could have success in ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's it. And especially with high performers as well, because here's the challenge with high performers. You always want more, yeah. right? And it's not so much about wanting more. It's about doing more, being more, becoming more. But I get that. I am too. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say high performer for myself. I mean, that's not a label I put on myself. But what I would say is that I am driven by something bigger. For me, like yeah. it, it drives me. It's more of a mission at this point rather than like, I don't do this for a job, right? It's yeah. not, it's not the kind of thing you do because you want to get a job. There's, there's, there's other things out there that you could do for work. I do this because I get to, I get to grow and I get to be involved in other people's growth. And for me, that just, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I'd be doing something like this for an actual living traveling the world, coaching people, doing training, speaking in front of people. I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have thought some something like that existed. Yeah. You know? oh, I feel you. I never thought I'd be here too. <laughs> yeah. Never thought I'd be here. Never thought I'd be here chatting with you. Yeah. Well, your story, man. I mean, Max, your story is, is very, it's so inspiring. I mean, what, and obviously I'm sure you've told it on your podcast, you know, other yeah. times as well, but like, Everyone knows, the, yeah. yeah, I mean, but, but guys, I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that you read that stuff and you watch that in movies or you read it in books, you know, it's, it's, and the, I think the strongest people are built in adversity and tough times. Yeah. And that, that kind of idea of, you know, what makes a, a strong person us sitting here having this conversation and you still being committed to helping people with their health, especially what you've been through. And I'm not blowing smoke here. I hope you, I hope you feel that it's just, it's very inspiring to think that most people would have just given up. They would have said, no, you know, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm going to, I'm just, you know, whatever. I'm never going to do anything again. That's most yeah. people. 
Yeah. Because the, I've talked about, I think I've talked about this with you and a few other people. It's like uh, throughout that five-year journey of kind of being a caregiver for uh, when she was going through cancer, um, I've had, we've had friends that their partner got diagnosed with cancer and then the guy either left or just turned to alcohol or turned to drugs. And I was like, those options were on the table all the time, but there was just never kind of like you, there was an internal drive to become better and accomplish more and do more. And I just, the alcohol and the drugs never fit that picture for me. Right. So I just, for me, I found another escape mechanism. It was biking. It was doing Ironman. All right. Let, let me just swim for two hours and bike for four hours and kind of shut off the brain for a little bit for a break from the world. But I'm happy that I fell into that versus any other thing, which ultimately would have led me a very down, very different path than, than where I am now. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, sorry. We're going to ask. Yeah. I was going to say like, so we we've worked on quite a few things together since we, since we started working, I remember we said our, our initial goals that I came in and then I think three months in, we're like, Oh, we, we hit them now. Um, and then we started setting new ones. So what are, and I give you full permission. Like I'm pretty open online with, uh, with, with everyone. Like what are the main things that you saw since we started working together that have, that have shifted? Um, because I'll be honest for everyone listening, like this has not been an easy journey, right? Tom's a nice man, but he can call me out when he needs to call me out or, or kind of bring me to the next level and kind of challenge me when I need to be challenged. And there's some calls that I, that I cried. There's some calls that like, I was just, I was just down and I was like, okay, now I have a game plan to go to that next step of what we talked about. You always, you always made sure that there was a, an action plan or an action item before we left. So what, what are some of the main things that you saw as you were going through this journey? Cause I just want people to see that like, this shit's hard but it's possible, it's doable if you actually want to. And this is kind of what is needed if you want to go to that next level, that willingness to, to take on these things. Yeah, great. Yeah, great question. So obviously the first couple of months where you came in super high performer, crushing it in your numbers. And like I said earlier, experiencing extreme burnout to the point where after a couple of calls, after like maybe the second month, there was this call where you were really upset. And it was just like, I can't do anymore. Can't do anymore. And part of what I do is like, yeah, I hold space, but I also ask questions. And the question I asked you was, okay, what's this costing you? What's continuing this, what you're currently doing? What's the cost? Not only to you, but to the people around you. All right. So that was a big, big piece. Then once we kind of got over that and we started talking about, okay, well, where do we want to go? Getting specific. So we started setting specific number goals, really specific. And I think you had them, but then giving them to me, right? We wanted this number by the end of the year, this number by this quarter, right? We wanted to hit those numbers. And then the accountability piece of me holding you on track, right? Okay, where are you with this number? Okay, you're not there. What prevented you from getting there? Like what mm -hmm. happened, right? Because if you tell me what prevented it, we can solve it, right? Because there's only a couple of things that are going to prevent it. Either something happened, or you made up a story or you weren't in the right state. As Tony yeah. said, state story strategy. So we can, we can solve these things because people have patterns. And so then moving into the new year, of course, you had some situations where you were relocating and you were going back and forward. So there was, yeah. there were actually, there were actual things that happened where, okay. I mean, given what's realistic to achieve, given that we're going to be moving to, you know, Canada, or we're going to be going here or, you know, wherever. So there was that piece as well. What I do is 
I coach a, I coach a lot of business owners, a lot. But not every business owner, not every call is about business. In yeah. fact, a lot of the challenges come from another part of their life. And if you sort that, if you help them get clear on that and help them push forward, then they're able to take care of the business. Okay. Yeah. Most most people come to coaching thinking they know what they want. I pride myself on knowing what somebody needs. And I don't mean that arrogantly. It's just I'm always listening for what people aren't saying. Okay, what's this guy yeah. not saying? What's he not right? He's crushing it in his numbers. Okay, what's he not saying? Okay, you weren't really telling me that you didn't have a minute to yourself, really. Yeah. Right. And we've got that. So this year has just been really about leveling up. I mean, you made the decision to go plat for those people that don't know platinum partnership is one of uh, Tony's programs. And it's a, it's a fantastic program where you're around very, very, very high performing people that are doing amazing things in their business. And really that decision for you this year was a huge step, but one that I feel like would massively benefit you. And here's why. One of the things that were coming out of our calls were, although you were on this mission and you were crushing it, you felt really lonely at times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you felt like nobody really understood you or you had nobody to talk to. Except me, really. All right. And I want people out there to know that that's common. You know, it is common to feel like that. It's, it, it can happen from time to time. But you're not alone. Right? You're not Somebody needs to step, people need to step into that space. The world needs leaders now more than ever, right? Yeah. Maybe start to, th like you've done and that I've done, maybe if you're out there, start to think about what you do is more of a mission, right? Yeah, it's it's something that people, like I said, don't, don't talk about. You don't understand what it, everything that it involves to, you know, be an entrepreneur, start multiple businesses and be a leader in a certain space. You, you just start. And like you said, it kind of just happens over time as you continue to progress. You're like, holy shit, there's all these, these things and responsibilities that come with it. And you deal with them because you're on this mission and it's just a part of the journey. But it's a definitely a thing that is not on the, you know, the sales page of like entrepreneurship. This is, those are the things you're going to have to go through. <laughs> yeah. Well, or this one's really funny. You know, how many people out there start a business because they want more free time? Yeah. <laughs> right. It, who is it? Mark Cuban's like, I'd rather work a hundred hours for myself than 40 hours for someone else. It's basically the, the little shift that you make at, at first. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to have all this free time. I'm going to take the weekends off. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to, and then pretty soon in the first year, cash flow is a problem. You're struggling to get clients and pretty soon you're, you don't have any boundaries in place. Right. Yeah. And until you get to that next level, it's like that first year can feel like a sink or swim. Right. Yeah. Like you said, setting those boundaries is a tough one, especially when you get started, because I don't know why there is this belief that, well, I guess like with TikTok and all the things that are putting out, like make 10K a month or 20K a month easy from your phone. I'm like, it's not easy. There's nothing easy about the whole process. And you, you have to market, you have to spend. I, I love and those videos make me laugh because they say 20 K a month. I'm like, that's revenue. That's not what you're taking home for your pay, but like there's taxes on that. You didn't, you know, you got to pay for the product. You actually maybe made like two grand out of that 20 grand. So yeah, it's that, that picture that it's easy when you go off and then you're going to make all this money and then you can have all the time in the world. And once you realize that that's not there and you actually have to put in a ton of work, like, like you said, there's no boundaries anymore. It's like, well, 
I said I was going to stop working at five or seven. I'm just going to answer this quick text. I might answer this quick email or I have to post these stories to make this CTA or whatever it may be. It's, it just starts to become very blurry, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people found their feet eventually. And as I know you did, but that that was something that you and I worked on as well. If you remember, Mm -hmm. you know, boundaries, putting those things in place. So you can like going back to that self-care piece. Yeah. Yeah. When you told me that I was like, I don't know what that means, Colin, because I'm like, I, I work out and I eat healthy food and I sleep decently, but then the rest of the day is just packed. So I think the last call we had, I just had done business mastery. I think the last, this last conversation we had after, and I was like, you told me like, Tony will take a day to go get like massages and do all that stuff after. And you told me the higher you perform, the more self-care you have to do. The busier you are, the more self-care you have to do. And I was like, sounds counterproductive time-wise, but then I thought of it and actually, it actually makes sense. That's the thing I need to, to implement more. Yeah. And I mean, what if it was part of your identity? It doesn't have to be every day. You know, it's not like you got to take a full day for self-care. Like when's yeah. the last time you booked yourself in for a massage or, you know, went to a spa a while. for, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, you know, hands up who's guilty, like me too, yeah. of course. But the point, but if you're not taking care, it's like when you get on a plane and you hear that, that saying, you know, in the event of an emergency, oxygen masks will drop overhead. Whose mm-hmm. mask do you got to fit first? Yeah. Yours. Yeah, and, because you can't you can't help anybody else if you don't help yourself. Yeah, I and the funny thing is, like I've lived it when I was being a caregiver for five years. I people always say it, I never understood it, and then there's a point where when Max passed away, like my cup was so empty, it was dry, and it was that's I was cracking. That's how I was wording it. I was like, I can pour in it, but it's just leaking through the cracks. I can't fill up the cup, and it took me a good like a year and a half to be able to kind of patch the glass and kind of refill it back up a little bit more but then it showed up in a different way because before it was a stressor of being a caregiver that was emptying the cup and i was pouring from constantly but then business kind of or business or all the other projects i'm working on kind of sneaked up on me and started emptying my cup but i didn't know that it was emptying my cup because it was a different type of stressor if that makes sense like i didn't know it was happening until it happened until i was like calm like i just dude i I have no time. My schedule is giving me anxiety. It gives anxiety to anyone looking at it. Um, I was like, I need to, I need to change something ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Most, if not all people know what they have to do. They yeah. know, they know deep down, like they have to do something, but they don't do it. They don't. And that's actually why I have a career because that's, that's what we do. That's what I do. You know, I help people, to do the things that they're not doing, to follow through on the things that they're not following through on. You know, most people know it's insane to be, you know, working all of these hours and getting four hours sleep a night. And I, I know that I'm not saying that that's you, but it is some of my clients and it's true. And they just think if only I can do more, if only I can do this, if only I can do this, then I'll be there, then I'll be there. And it's a lot of times stepping back and saying, okay, no, what's the system? What could I put in place? Yeah. What could I leverage? Right. Your two biggest resources you have is your time and your money. That's yeah. two biggest resources. Figure out how to leverage these things. Okay. Yeah. You know, and that and that and that's it, man. And you know, I totally get it and I respect it because there is the grind. There is the grind. But when you're when you're when you're kind of at that level, it's like in order to get you're producing so much, then you can't possibly produce any more 
if you're maxed out. So you take yeah. a rest. But what I, we talked about this on a coaching call. Remember that coaching call? I said, okay, so after you rest, now that you're rested, so you're just going to go back to, you know, maxing yourself out. You know, what's going to happen like two months down the line? Now you're rested. What's going to be, what's going to happen in two months? Yeah. I, and it's funny, it creeped up, creeped up back on me because I took that one week off in Cabo in January. And then I came back. I was like, I feel so fresh. I told you before I left, I was like, man, if all my, if, if anything crashes, like I'm just going to rebuild it, I'm done. I need a break. And then I went to Cabo for a week, completely disconnected, came back. I was like, man, I'm on fire. I'm like me again. And then I was going to take that uh, next, that last quarter uh, off for a week, but I had to move here. So I had to take that week to kind of pack and drive from Canada to California so I didn't get a rest and now I'm feeling it. I'm like, I'm looking forward to the first week of July. So I can go take that, that next break. So yeah, it just kind of creeps up on you. If you don't like, if you don't watch out for it, right. It just kind of adds on, you make decisions that cause you to have to work more hours to compensate for them. And then pff, next thing you know, you're back working crazy hours. Yeah. Look after yourself, make it part of your identity. You know, I'm the type of person that looks after myself. I'm not saying to take, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not saying you got to take every day, self-care but do something every day you know tony has this great saying if you don't have 10 minutes for yourself in in the day you don't have a life yeah all right i mean yeah. i was just on the call with a client there before this call and kind of same 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 subject same kind of exactly the same challenge and he says oh you know man i'm doing so well i'm looking at my numbers from last year to this year i'm doing so well i'm so fucked I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I says, yeah, all right, cool. And yeah, but I'm doing so well. And I says, okay, cool. He goes, but I don't have a minute for myself. And I says, so why are you doing all this? And he yeah. just stopped. He's like, why, why, why have this money? He goes, yeah, that's, and he laughed. He says, actually, that's why I'm a really great investor because I can't, I don't have any time to spend my money, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, but it's the truth. It is the truth. It can be a challenge for people. And that's it's all about changing the story all yeah. about changing the story you know i'm i've been wanting to ask you this question because we me coming from the iron man background like the the i'm curious to hear your take of the story on that so i work with a lot of triathletes and iron man people i don't know if you know any people in the iron man engine space they're very much like go harder all the time all the time the more i train the better it is and they're gonna you know they have full-time jobs they have three kids but they're training 10 to 15 hours on the bike, swimming and running. And there's that, that struggle to like pull back. That makes sense. Like on my side, that was my, in a weird way, that was my alcohol. That was my drug. That was my way of escaping the stress that I was going through. But I feel that people use it as a form of escapism in their day-to-day -day life. So would that be more, I guess that wouldn't be strategy. That would be more of a psychological thing or a story thing. Yeah, I mean, I do know a guy, actually, a, a friend of mine who's uh, an Ironman uh, guy I used to work with, uh, Ironman runner. And I remember when he got into it, he was just start off with triathlons and then he was straight into Ironman and then another one and another one in four a year. And he was just a full-time job. Exactly what you're saying, getting married. Yeah. I think, you know, for that sort of level of competition, like it is a comp. I mean, I think a part of it is the competition piece of it. Like mm -hmm. if I'm competing against other people and I'm competing against myself, maybe to beat my record from last time. So yeah. Do I encourage it? I, you know, it really depends on your outcome. I mean, do, do you 
right? Like you do you, but just make sure. And here's what I would say is, you know, for me anyway, I want to have a balanced life, right? If you could imagine your life like a wheel and yeah. each part of your life was a different segment of the wheel and you could score it one to 10, like, you know, in my fitness, I'm a 10 out of like 10 being the highest, zero being I'm not where I want to be. Maybe your fitness is a 10. Maybe your relationship is a two. Maybe fun is a zero. Maybe your finances are a five, right? So you got this one area that you're getting all this, all, a lot of your needs met. Yeah. But what's the rest of your, what's the rest of your life look like? You know, and if, if that's what you want, that's like, I mean, it's not for me to tell people what to do or what they want or what to believe, but are you really happy? Yeah. You know, is it, are you, is it fulfilling you? Sure. It's driving you and you're probably getting a lot of your needs met from it. Like, do you have a great relationship? Are your finances as best? Is your business doing well? And if your business is doing well, okay. What's your social life like? All right. <laughs> yeah zero zero yeah. and i mean so it doesn't have to be all or nothing and i think people get into that mindset where if i want to have this area be that then i can't have any of that and that is not true you know yeah. i've worked with a lot of people it is not true it may not all be 10 out of 10 but if you give aim to get it at least you know seven out of 10 in each area and that's possible it is it is absolutely possible it starts with knowing what you want specifically most people will tell you what they don't want, mm -hmm. right? You ask someone what, uh, what their life is, yeah, what do you want? They'll say, well, I'll tell you what I don't want. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want this. What do you want specifically? Why do you want it? And how are you going to get there? Yeah, which that's harder to answer than what you don't want, right? Like people tell me like, well, I don't want, I don't want to be big and overweight, well, I'm like fit looks different on so many levels, right? There's there's Iron Man fit, there's CrossFit fit, there's regular person fit, there's fitness model fit. I'm like, it, it, you're right. There's by eliminating things, you have way more options on the flip side for you to choose from. But people typically, just myself included, it's hard to it's hard to quantify or put a number or put a clear definition on the thing that you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing a lot of times everybody wants something. That's the truth, right? Everybody wants something. What do you want to create in your life? You know, we're all creators. I love, you know, I, I really believe that. And I also believe that for the world to be at its best, people need to be at their best. And that's mm -hmm. not going to come from me telling you what to think or what to believe or Tony telling you what to think. Like, that's not what we do. It's not what I do. It's not what Tony does. What we do is you tell us what you want and we get you there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what I do. And that's why even before you came to me, you would have filled out a form to say, yeah. Hey, what do you want? What do you want from this coaching? I read all those forms. You know, I, I, I coach from them. I go back to them, make sure you're getting what it is you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's been very powerful working with you. And that's why when I joined Platt, I was like, do you like, do you want another card? I'm saying we call him. I'm sick of He's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been life changing working with you. And I always tell people that you need to invest in yourself. And the reason I want to bring you on board is I always tell people that I, you know, I invested myself and there's so much tremendous value in it. And you can't do it alone. Um, to think that you can do it alone is going on with like blinds on, right? Because sometimes I'm going with blinds on. I'm like, I know what I want. I, I I'm a coach. I know how to do this. But then sometimes you just disregard certain things. You lose your awareness in certain areas of life that you you said that you want to improve. And then so sometimes you jump on the call. You're like, 
what happened to this goal? Where are we at with that? I was like, oh shit, I, like, I blocked it off because I was focusing on this thing. So there's so much value in having someone external that is skilled to be able to notice these things and kind of bring you ultimately where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just at, like I just said earlier, I've got a coach, you know, yeah. my boy, Charlie Mills, I got a coach and the, and you know, I love to, I love to work out where I love to train. And I, I know we have that in common for me. I got the best results when I hired a personal trainer, yeah. right? Because I've been going to the gym for like 20 years. Like I know what to do. I know what to do in the gym, right? But having that extra person to kind of help you squeeze out those extra three, four reps or, mm. you know, to push it. Cause that's where the growth is, those yeah. extra lines. And you might think I've gotten this far. So why do I need somebody? Maybe. Why not try it and find out? Yeah. Well, if you want to go even further, you do need somebody because where you're at brought you to where you are now. And then that's the next step after, right? And that's why joining Platt was such a big move because um, I'm ready to go to that next level with your help and Tony's help. And so I'm very excited for that. I'm already two events in. We're going to talk to, I know we have our coaching call tomorrow. So do we just finish Wealth Mastery? So I learned a lot of great things from that. Um, but Calm. I know I want to respect your time as well because I know you have a, a call soon. But any yeah. um, any last words of wisdom that you'd like to to share with with the audience? Yeah, yeah. So if you're right there, like I said, we're 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 in weird times. It's a weird time to be alive. There's a lot of stuff in the media. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it's only going to get. It's probably my hallucination is it's only going to get worse over the next year or two. If you're right there. And you're thinking, okay, like I've got nothing to offer. I've got nothing to give. I've given up. I'm jaded. Sorry, excuse me about that. It's a, yeah. I'm jaded. Nothing's happened. Nothing's working out the way that I want it to. You know, don't give up. Put your attention on what it is you want to develop yourself, develop your personality, develop you, be you. Don't try and be someone else. Don't be trying to be Tony Robbins or don't try and be anybody. Be you. Right. Mm -hmm. And understand that you can create whatever you want in your life, no matter how much things have not worked in the past. Right. You know, be yourself and serve the world, serve it, you know, serve this world. But don't be a slave to anybody. Be a leader. Yeah. Oh, be beautiful words to end on. Well, calm. I want to say a massive thank you, man, for, for taking the time to jump on a call with me. I know you have a really busy schedule. Um, is there any link you'd like for me to put, uh, in the, in the bio below? Yeah, man, we're, I mean, you know, you can check me out, you know, if you want to, you know, check out Tony's stuff. I really, you know, I, I coach privately. But I've also got, I also coach with Tony, you know, at the minute, you know, just check out some stuff, like maybe go watch some videos, check out if there's anything online that you think you want to check out my music. It's Colin McIntyre. You can check out some of my music if you want that. Um, as for... Yeah, as for coaching at the minute, guys, like I'm full. I'm not taking on any more clients at the minute. Like I'm happy with what I got. But um, you know, if you ever want to reach out to me, you you know, check out Tony's website. You'll find me there. I mean, if you ever have any questions, feel free to to message. Okay. Beautiful. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening. I hope this conversation was insightful and calm. Again, massive thank you for your time, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, and thanks, Max. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.